Hi everyone, welcome to a daily dose of orange juice. My name is Leslie Green and I am a bilateral below the knee amputee. Before I begin, I always like to start with the disclaimer that says I am not a doctor or a therapist or a clinician. So making sure that you heed the advice and directions you've been given by those professionals before you apply what I'm suggesting. Tonight, I wanna to take a look at something that's familiar to everyone, but I think we oftentimes overlook them or perhaps don't approach them correctly. And that is the value of setting goals. And I know we're, you know, we're just coming into the beginning of the year and we're in February and everybody thinks about their resolutions. And I think those are very different than goals. So the question at hand is how often do you set goals? And maybe more importantly, how often do you revisit that list of things that you've written? I know all of us could recite the reasons why it's so important to set goals, but I don't know that we really value how important they are as we continue to move through life, especially those of us who have gone through amputation. I think the thing is, is that we make goals nebulous and boring. And I'm gonna talk about something called setting a SMART goal. And SMART is an acronym that stands for Specific, measurable, attainable, resource-oriented, and time-specific goals. And we use that a lot in education with students, but I think it applies to all of us no matter what age or stage we are in life. If we think about it, it's very basic. A goal just helps you align your focus and gets you aimed towards self-mastery. And in the end, you can't manage what you can't measure, and you can't improve on something that you don't manage. So it's circular, but goals help us do all of that, plus a whole lot more. And I've been doing a lot of reading on different articles. So we're gonna take a look at not only how do goals lead us to greater success or performance, but how do they motivate us and help us improve our success, but our mental health as well. So what I've been learning is that there are a few types of groups that goals can fall into. It can be mastery, performance approach goals, or performance avoidance goals. And let me break that down just a little bit. A mastery goal is something that someone sets to accomplish or master something. Like, I'm going to get a better score on X next time. A performance approach goal, I learned, is the type of goal where somebody tries to compete and do better than somebody else. Um, think about going on a diet with your friends and there may be a competition about how much weight someone can lose. Now, here comes an interesting one, the performance avoidance goal. Well, this is the converse of the performance approach. This is where you set a goal to avoid doing worse than someone. Um, maybe you are going to avoid negative feedback on something you're working on. I don't know, that's not my kind of goal. Um, you know, the assumption that I made in doing this research is that there's really no bad mastery goal or bad mastery avoidance goal. I just am not a person who's going to tend toward that negative side. So we're gonna take a look here just a little bit um, at what it takes 
to be a person who sets goals and think about why do we set them? You know, why is it that some goals we achieve and others we don't? I never really thought about it till I started researching that. And it's important to understand why. You know, how do you get from where you are to where you want to be? A hard goal is an achieved goal. And what this means is you didn't put off until tomorrow what you could do today. We tend to value those things that are very present to us. So goal setting, I've learned, is a process that changes over time. And that makes sense because the goals I had when I was 20 are different than they are now. So the goals I had as a new amputee are definitely different than the ones I have now as a legacy user. So what are some of the benefits of setting goals? Well, we talked about earlier, and I've read this a lot, this came up a lot, that goals help motivate us. And by motivating us, they help us or push us to develop coping strategies or adaptive strategies that get us to perform at that goal level. And we've all been in this place where accomplishing a goal can either lead to satisfaction and motivation or it'll frustrate us if it's not done. So goal setting then can be very powerful, but it has to be under the right effective conditions. And I found that there are really five ways that goal setting is really productive. And sort of the guideposts to goal being effective. And this goes sort of along with SMART, that acronym that I mentioned earlier. Some of the research said clarity. If a goal is effective, it's clear. It's got clarity. You can clearly tell what you're working toward. Another point is it's challenging. I mean, it's not a goal if you can already do it. You have to have some challenge associated to it. There again, could be that performance. You're going to do it better then. Setting a goal has to include making a commitment. I mean, I can't set a goal for you. It's got to be something that you want and you go after. There should be some kind of feedback that's associated with a goal, whether it's from other people or from ourselves as we achieve it or don't achieve it or in the process of achieving it. And it should have some complexity to it. I'm not you know, there's not a whole lot of difference between challenge and task complexity. Those are pretty much the same. Um, the only th thing that I would add to some of these, um, you know, is that if you don't have a clear goal, confusion leads to frustration. Challenging goals make you think bigger. Again, you are, you are strategizing. You are coming up with adaptations. Um, and I think the piece here is that that, that task complexity, um, you know, really ties into that. So if you're a person who is in line with setting goals, there are a couple of things that you likely have seen in yourself the content 
and the intensity. And again, the content of a goal, how, how clear is it or how vague is it? Um, it can all be rather relative in that term. When we're looking at what does it take to actually work on the goal, we have a few values here. Self-generation. Again, when it comes to a goal, nobody can motivate you. Nobody can generate that oomph inside of you that's going to drive through it. Uh, that has to come from a value that you have and what the cause of that goal is. You know, what has caused you to set that goal? So looking at goals is fine, but probably one of the key things we have to look at too is what motivates you. How are you going to set a goal if you don't know what motivates you? I found research that supported the idea that said that when goals are used to evaluate performance, like if you go to physical therapy and you set a goal and your therapist you know, evaluates you, they create a sense of commitment and acceptance. And we know that. We know that that immediate feedback from someone um, really does do a lot for self-efficacy in our life. So as an amputee moving forward, knowing that goals are not a one and done thing. They aren't just about achieving a moment in time and then never looking back, but evaluating each stage of your life as an amputee, whether it's a beginner, just starting out with a prosthesis, being at it for a couple of years when that limb moves into maturity, and then as you age into being a legacy user on prosthetics, continuing to evaluate the activities you're involved in. Are there things that you haven't yet tried? Are there things that you avoid? And really, you know, going after those things and having other professionals uh, tie into that goal making. That brings me back to those SMART goals. Again, SMART specific, that's like the clarity. A, attainable, can you do it? But is there some challenge to it? Resource driven. That, that means that as amputees, we've had to rely on other people at points in our life. Resources. Knowing that goals are individually framed doesn't lose value when you have to involve other people in attaining them. You're not cheating if you're working toward a goal and you have to ask a clinician or a therapist or a doctor to help evaluate you or tweak that goal. Resource-driven is a smart way to achieve. And yes, the, the success of it still lies in your hands. So... I'm hoping that as we've talked through the pieces about making goals and what makes a good goal, I'm hoping that this has been a little bit helpful and maybe a little bit motivating as you move forward and look at what kind of things as we're coming closer to spring, what kind of activities haven't you yet tried that would be safe for you to try? What goals can you be making 
on your own and with the assistance of others that will help you move forward living a fully empowered life as an amputee. I hope you have a good rest of your week and I look forward to seeing you again next week.